0: Healthy Relationship Talk Radio with one of the leading relationship coaches and foremost authorities in healthy techniques and relationships. Get practical information on opposite attraction, masculine and feminine energy with proven strategies to avoid major relationship mistakes that push people away instead of together. Oh, did I mention all of this is done through your facial features. Now, here's your relationship coach and host Dyea Six.
1: Hey, you know what? For some reason, I've always wanted to sing the end of that song. Hello to you beautiful people. Hello, my beautiful genius. How are you all doing? Welcome to Face to Face Healthy Relationship Talk Radio, one of the most compassionate talk radio shows dedicated to providing you with love, relationship, beauty, all while helping you with empowerment and improving. You know, all that good stuff. I am your relationship specialist and host. Dia 6. And today we are joined by our wonderful guest, Joy Schafers, who is an author, public speaker, and a life skills coach who specializes in relationship counseling. She has a model that, oh my God, I cannot wait for you guys to hear about. It's called the Adigi approach. And guess what? This approach is designed to help couples address the emotional root issues that are responsible for creating problems in relationships, okay? So we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about all of that good stuff. And you know what, you guys? We're going to talk about how to get to the root of your relationships uh, relationship problems, right? We all know that whenever we get to the root of any problem, we can always find the, almost find, if not, the perfect solution. So they should, you know what, they should teach these things in like school all through like college, if you ask me. We are going to talk about all of that. And then also um, what we're going to do is we may go into a tough love segment and uh, we're going hear to the, hear the lovely voice of Joyce Shafers. And and you know what, let me just say this too, because since we're going to talk about relationship, you know, getting to the root of relationship problems, and I think a lot of us really want to know the answers and, you know, a lot of us are concerned these days because relationships are not, you know, stand together. You know, when I was thinking about this, I said to myself, you know, why didn't we go through school learning all, you know, the, the important things? Like we learn about math, you know, we learn about, you know, geometry and, and, and we some of us even go all the way up to trigonometry, right? And this is math that we would never use in this world of adventure, But they don't teach us the importance and the fundamentals of getting to the root of our relationship problems, especially when life is all about relationships. So anyways, we're going to save that. We will also have a live Q&A to answer your relationship questions. And Joyce, we know... You're going to help me on this tough love segment because we have a dear dia letter, okay? But first, we have to give recognition and appreciation to our sponsors, Miss Indigenous International. What beauty pageant? Yes, the only pageant glorifying women with natural hair and beauty globally. Guess what? may be looking for you if you are between the ages of 18 and 30 and you want to create a platform for your success. Miss Indigenous is looking for you. You can come meet and compete positively all while changing the world. Miss Indigenous is the very first global pageant where women from all over the world, from all over the country, from all nationalities can come and finally be themselves. Joyce, are you
2: familiar with pageants? Um, a little bit. I've never participated in them, I have to say, and I have a daughter. I've never put her in any pageants, but um, of course, I'm aware of them, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you know, Okay. so if you're aware of them, you
1: know, just just even knowing the basics, you know, most pageants only look for women with like a certain ethnicity type or hair texture type. And we can't forget skin color. Right. Mm -hmm, right. So unfortunately, women will come in beauty pageants thinking that it's okay to be themselves, only to find out that once they're in the pageant, that being who they are is not good enough. Mm-hmm. You know, so women will tend to alter their bodies to fit the standards, you know, that the pageant or shall I say that pageant demand. And a lot of the women will get sick. They will lose weight. They become depressed, um, uh, you know, low self-esteem. You know, when in reality, there's nothing wrong with the majority of these women, you know. Right. So anyways, Miss Indigenous teaches women how to have a better relationship with self by using your most reliable source. And your most reliable source is what? That is your mind. We teach them your proper, you know, way of using your thoughts, how to create your own reality. We also um, teach about proper nutrition and not what the FDA says is clinically okay to consume. Okay. (laughs) So Miss Indigenous is eliminating all the baggage and headaches that other pageants impose on many contestants' spiritual growth. All right. So. If you want to be a contestant in the international pageant, all you have to do is go to MissIndigenous.com, fill out the application, and get on the mailing list. The movement starts in June, so don't miss out because it is in motion. And then lastly, Miss Indigenous is also looking for more directors throughout, not the country, not the city, but the world. If you have always had a passion about being part of a huge organization that exists for the greater cause while showing beauty off, then guess what Miss Indigenous, it may be for you. Now, listen, I have to stress this out because I did have some people, you know, call me and I have to let you guys know if there is a national director in your country. Guess what? You cannot share that responsibility with someone who is already directing your country. So give it up. All right. Someone have beat you to it. But for those of you that who do not have Miss Indigenous in your country, guess what? Go to MissIndigenous.com, fill out the application. Someone from the office will get in contact with you and everything will be in motion. There's a lot of paperwork and stuff you want to, uh, that, that, uh, we have to, um, a bye-bye through the organization. So get started now so that maybe your girl can compete in the 2018 competition. All right. So Joyce,
2: oh my goodness. Wasn't that a, that was a handful, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sounds like a great cause though. It sounds like something certainly I could get behind for sure. You know what I'm saying? And you know what, I say this because, you know what,
1: I think it's long overdue, you know, it's long overdue Mm -hmm. and the things that go behind the scenes, you know, when it comes to, you know, um, how women are, well, first of all, how women develop themselves for the pageant. And then once they get in front of the judges, judges, you know, they're human too. So, a lot of them will, you know, say, you know, you're too dark, you're, you know, you're too thick, you're too something. And mm-hmm. they don't appreciate the woman for, you know, for, for who they are and, and, you know, what they are. So, you know, it, it gets very distasteful in pageant sometimes. So we're trying to stop all that. That sounds great. Yeah. So, you know what I want to ask you because I'm so happy that you are here. I would love for you to talk about the IDG approach, what you do, what is it? Because when I saw that and I read upon it, I said, you know, my mom started drooling because, you know, I love it when people come up with, you know, um, certain type of uh, um, fundamental ideologies to help couples, especially when we're talking about getting to the root of things.
2: Right. Okay. Well, again, thank you for having me on your show. I'm really happy to be able to come and talk about what I love to do. So thank you so much.
3: You're welcome. Um,
2: the ADG approach was co-created uh, by myself and my colleague. Um, and basically, what it stands for is it's an acronym and it stands for All Day mm-hmm. I Go In. Okay. So all oh. day I go in, which which will make a little bit more sense once I once I fill you in. So basically, um the ADG approach was built on our own personal need. To get to the root of, in my case, a relationship, negative relationship patterns that kept perpetuating in my life. So, okay. I took my training as a life skills coach, where here in Canada a couple decades ago, we were the foundation in in my life skills training was all about the emotions, so really uh-huh. understanding the emotions and how they p- impact our lives in a positive and negative way and so so when you know taking my training and and kind of exploring and applying to how um, emotions were responsible for creating my negative patterns um, so in my personal history I had three significant relationships and they all you know with were with alcoholic men and they all ended with them leaving me for other women. Okay, wait wait, wait, so, wait, you
1: said all three of them all, all yeah. every wow okay okay right. yeah talk about patterns right okay right. I'm listening and so
2: yeah so I have I certainly have that pattern I know many people have relationship patterns and other yeah. patterns so yeah. for for me, mm-hmm. I took my takeaway from that was okay. Certainly, they have their part in the problems in our relationship, but I couldn't deny that I was the common denominator in in my pattern. So that uh-huh. that that's when I grabbed a big shovel and I started to do the biggest deeping that I could possibly to understand what was at the emotional root. What was in me emotionally was the, what was the emotional driver behind me Creating These patterns that clearly Mm -hmm. weren't working. And so the Adigi approach was basically about um, understanding that and helping me break that pattern. So today, I'm in a relationship with a man who's entirely different than (laughs) any person I've ever known. And, Mm -hmm. and my relationship is also completely different. So in a long answer to your question, um, the ADG approach was basically created out of my own need to end my unhealthy relationship patterns.
1: Mm, that is so tasteful. You know what? How did you, you know what? Uh, you know, I'm going to save this because we're getting ready to come up on a break in about one minute. And you know, when we come back, Joyce, first of all, I want to know, how did you notice that the man that you were with currently was different from all the rest? right? Like, yeah. what, what What were some of the signs? What were some of the, what were some of the things that you saw? And how did you go and pretty much, what's the word I want to say? You kind of, you was aware of yourself to even change, I guess, what your own thoughts, your own, your own uh, way of uh, attracting, you know, your pattern like men, you know, how did you go about doing that? Because some people have no idea how to go about doing that. And the only thing they do is fail and start re- and continue to repeat and attract those same men all over again. So when we come back, that's exactly what I want us to kind of dig into because every woman always well not every woman but men too we we tend to attract the same old people same old people same old people and I would all, and I'm also going to ask you too is you know what were your parents like when you were growing up now this is something that I want to talk about because they say we attract our parents stay tuned with us you guys healthy relationship talk radio we'll be right back <laughs>
0: Stay connected with DIA 6 for more information on practical tips, proven strategies, and healthy techniques. Right here on Face to Face Healthy Relationship Talk Radio.
4: Attention, ladies. Have you ever wanted to create a successful platform and a voice for yourself? Do you believe in leadership, diversity, and equality? If you're between the ages of 18 to 30, by October 2017, Miss Indigenous International Beauty Pageant invites you. Come, compete, and represent your country in the only pageant glorifying women with natural hair and beauty, and the first to do it globally. Teach the world while serving your community. Imagine yourself being the planet's Miss Indigenous. Finally, the luxurious feeling of being a real beautiful woman. Space is limited. Go to missindigenous.com and apply
3: now.
5: It's the fitness minute with fitness expert Annette Hammond.
4: It's easy to fall into the trap of bad dieting, some look so simple, effortless, and satisfying, but that's not always reality. If you need to lose weight, it's very important to your health and well-being that you do being overweight brings a whole host of problems physically mentally and emotionally but the way to achieve permanent long-lasting weight loss is to build healthy habits that will last a lifetime most people who have lost weight and kept it off have made lifestyle changes with low calorie healthy eating and daily exercise that they can continue the rest of their lives but some have gone on bad diets, like liquid diets, prepared food diets, or dramatically reduced calories, and have lost and won a pound, only to put the weight back on eventually. It's time to build healthy eating habits that will keep the weight off permanently. You can do it. Baby, I've been thinking about you.
0: Now, back to the only show educating you with the face-to-face system and opposites attract connection. Here's your host, Dia 6.
1: All right, you guys, thank you for tuning in. We are back and we have our guest, Joyce Schaefer's relationship counselor and expert. And before we took a break, you know, I asked her a few questions. So I guess we'll just we'll just go one by one. Right, Joyce? Sounds good. Okay. so the first the first thing I want to know is how did you learn about yourself? Like what was it that you learned about yourself where you end up attracting a different type of man?
2: Well, this is where the ADG approach I feel is is pretty special um, okay. through this whole process. What I recognized is that um, the most of the problems and regardless whether they 're their relationship or weight issues or money issues or what have you, mm-hmm. most of the problems that people face today in their current life are linked always in, in what i 've seen or most times what i 've seen. In, uh, trauma that's, uh, or emotional, unresolved emotional issues that are formed in trauma as a child. Okay. So now I, I don't like want people to get hung up on the word trauma because certainly trauma can mean, you know, a child's locked in the basement and never Mm -hmm. fed. That's certainly Mm -hmm. traumatic. But on the opposite end of the spectrum, trauma can also mean, you know, even just something as slight as emotional disconnect from the parent. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And And you know what? It's so
1: funny that you say that because, I you know, I tell people all the time there's different degrees and levels to everything. So there's different degrees to trauma. Yeah, I like thank you. Thank you for clearing that up.
2: Right. And so what I recognized and what we recognized was that we all pretty much come out of our childhood you know most of us escape it unscathed emotionally right Mm -hmm. so what happens you have to kind of explore and understand our conditioning when we're raising children they're conditioned to look to their outside world to see determine how they should feel so for example if they if their mom is happy with them and and pleased with them they you know feel good about themselves if their mom is is mad and and you know disciplines them then they feel bad so this is this early conditioning is what I find so tr- so troubling. So then you enter trauma, okay? So mm-hmm. then most kids are traumatized by their parents, and so what that ha- a couple things happen in trauma. For one thing, um, it's usually intense negative emotions, and children disconnect from their emotions, which in of itself is a real problem, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, and and then the other thing that happens is that they um, what what they tend to do is they adapt their behavior and change who they are so that they can get that external validation if you will that they are good enough that they are lovable that they are important so because of the ch- the conditioning combined with the trauma kids end up looking to their outside world to you know for proof that they are important and lovable and good enough and so yeah. in my particular case that is absolutely what happened and whenever yes, it is. I work with couples, I see that pattern or that, that issue that, you know, initial trauma and unresolved emotional pain playing out all the time. So, except most people aren't even aware that it's happening.
1: You know what, Joyce? I, when I'm working with couples, I literally notice the same exact thing. And that's why my number one, uh, my number one, um, stilo is to go straight into your childhood. So right. I, I, you know, and they teach us that too from a school that I even graduate that, you know, everything is, it's all birthed from your, you know, your childhood, you know, your known associations, you know, how you analyze, you know, all, all of those things. So yeah, right. people are who they are as grown ups. It's like they're, you know, I guess maybe that's where the term comes from, big baby. You know what I mean? You're we're right. the, like the yes. same, we're like the same, we're like the same as when we were, when we were children, those triggers. So right. well, let me ask you this, what signs did you get? From your current situation, the man that you're dealing with now versus the men that you were dealing with, when did you say, "Okay, this is different like what were some of the signs? What did you see?
2: right, and keep in mind, I was pretty nervous because I didn't necessarily know for certain that I could trust myself given my track record, right right I mean right. Okay. let's face it I, I I didn't do so good um so instead of using say my feelings as a as a guide, which is you know, I, I usually always encourage using feelings, but in this area, you know, I didn't. I didn't necessarily have a good track record. So what I did was I looked to the behaviors. His yes. behaviors were completely different in, in, in comparison to the others. Okay. So Mm -hmm. there was respect, there was kindness, there was unconditional love and there was support and there, you know, all the things that I believe I extended outwards to the people in that I had relationships with, these were now things that I could see reflecting back toward me from him. So, so it was, it was excellent because it was like, I, I didn't need to be nervous. I didn't need to trust, you know, my gut. Um, because it had let me down in the past, I could look to the, you know, the concrete behaviors and his words, his actions to see that there, wait a minute, there's a clear difference here.
1: (laughs) How long, now, you know what, I'm so happy that you were able to recognize that. Now, how long did it take you to recognize that?
2: Um, Well, after my divorce, I spent about five years completely on my own. Okay. And that was when a lot of this, um, the Adige approach was, was being developed with my colleague. Um, so, so I spent a lot of time really understanding myself and, and understanding the emotional issues that caused me to look outside for that proof that I was good enough. Well, Mm -hmm. the, the pattern I, I recognized, or now looking back, I can see the pattern broke the day that I was, you know, I was. Well, I live out in the country here in in central Alberta, Canada, and I have these trails through my woods. And I was walking on the trail, and I and it dawned on me. I finally, I thought, if it's just me and my kids for the rest of my life,
4: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I
2: I will be happy with that. And the reason that is significant, and I'm sure you understand, is that my emotional neediness, that need for that external validation and proof that I was good enough, was no longer there. I had met those emotional needs myself. I was good. I was happy. I unplugged from that insanity of looking outside of myself for a feeling. I I gave that feeling to myself. And so Mm -hmm. I that was a turning point for me. And, and, and I recognized that neediness was gone. I could sense that that wasn't something I wanted or needed anymore. Well, not not necessarily wanted. I did want to be in a healthy relationship, Yeah. but the the need, and I always say, have whatever you want. Just don't need any of it to make you happy.
1: Exactly. Beautiful (laughs) words. That is so tasty. That is so tasty to me. Yes, what do you think now? what do you think though is the number one reasons why relationships fail?
2: Um, well, why relationships fail, I think it 's because of that dynamic because mm-hmm. those unresolved emotional challenge issues from the past are still playing out, so it 's like you yep. know you have a couple and they 're both trying to get their emotional needs met by the other person mm-hmm. in my opinion. You will always shoot yourself in the foot when you're doing that, regardless of its, whether it's a, with a relationship or whether it's, you know, you know, the job that's the perfect job or the body that's the perfect body. Like when you know, whenever we're attached and needing something outside of ourselves to make yeah. us happy that I mean, it's always going to backfire. It certainly would be what I would say would be the number one thing that breaks relationships down.
1: Always does. And this is why I tell people too, to my listeners, my beautiful geniuses, you know, I I, you know, I always tell you guys, be content with yourself, because when you are content with yourself, you learn yourself a little bit more. You know what you can give, you know what you will tolerate, you know what you will not tolerate, all of that. It's almost like it's a universal law and everything is like this huge puzzle and it fits right in when you really, truly understand yourself and accept yourself for who you are. Mm -hmm. And that is what we talk about when we're talking about getting to the root of things. Now, uh, Joyce, I wanted to ask you this. Mm -hmm. When we talk about, you know, qualities needed to make a great relationship. Right. Right. Because I can come up with a few myself. What do you think are some of the main qualities needed or maybe some of the main qualities that people should look for when they're when, you know, when they're content with themselves, when they're in that, you know, in that space where they're like, you know what? I'm all right, whether someone is here or not. And then they go, you know what? Let me see if there is just, you know, it's time. It's time. I'm ready again. What do you think some of the main qualities are that they should look for?
2: Yeah, aside from, you know, all those things I, I listed earlier um, that I recognize my partner has, like kindness and all, those are all things that were very important to me. But I think the two main, most important qualities are, the first one is commitment. So when I have a couple that's coming to me and they're struggling I want to make sure that both of them are committed to the relationship still. So if you have commitment, that's one important thing. Mm-hmm. The other thing is the ability to look in the mirror and say, "You know what? My maybe my challenges from the past are really, you know, harming this relationship and I'm okay and I'm comfortable and confident in myself enough" to, to look in the mirror and say, I might need to change in these ways. So I would say those two main things, if you have those two things, I think any relationship can work. You know what? I say the
1: exact same thing because a lot of people, when I get, when I get couples into my office, you know, and I'm looking at both of them and I know that one of them is striving for the relationship to work where the other one is just like, whatever. Mm -hmm. it's almost like, you know, I kind of hold my breath only for about two seconds because I don't hold my breath for too many people, (laughs) right? (laughs) So I hold my breath for like a couple of seconds and I'm just like, oh my God, the odds of the relationship surviving literally goes down by like 50, 60% you know? Right. And so it's almost like someone running on the treadmill, but not going anywhere when in reality, they really want to run around this block, but you can't because you're on this treadmill. You got one person cause it always takes two people in a relationship, right? Right. So you got one person who's dedicated, who's focused, who's aware. And then you got the other ones right. that's just there, right? you know? And yeah. so for those, you know, when you have a couple like that, what is it that you do? Is there something that you say? Is there something that you do in order to, you know, get maybe that second person on board? Um, or do you think that um, most of the time that, you know, relationships pretty much is doomed at that point? What do you think?
2: Well, I usually have a, a conversation, uh, like a consultation call, and that's one of the biggest things that I want to yes. clear up. And so I do happen to agree. It's that old saying, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. I, I feel like when someone is done and they've checked out, there's literally nothing that I can do. My hands are tied, and, and I believe their partner's hands are tied as well. So unfortunately, I haven't been able to crack that one. Um, I feel like that there has to be that inner desire on that person's part to stay committed to really do the work to make the relationship go, because it's not easy. It requires a lot of work. So I I haven't had success with that. Um, But when I'm talking with couples, that's one of the very first things I clear up.
1: You know what? Yeah. And, and, you know, I've had a situation where, you know, well, a few situations like that, where, you know, one couple was 100% totally on board, and the other one, you know, isn't. But, and, and, you know, I always, see that that person is always waiting for something better but when we come back we're going to go even deeper into this you guys we have Joyce Schaefer as our host today yes stay tuned because we got so much more stuff to come
0: stay connected with dia 6 for more information on practical tips proven strategies and healthy techniques right here on face-to-face healthy relationship talk radio
3: the man who had a fir tree growing in his lung a 28 year old male living in central russia went to the hospital complaining of chest pain and when doctors x-rayed his chest they found what appeared to be a tumor in one of his lungs however upon closer inspection they were amazed to find this tumor was actually a small fir tree complete with needles the moxical face surgeon said he couldn't believe what he was seeing what's another word for a skeptic a pyranist the five-centimeter branch was removed from the patient and kept by the tree surgeon for further examination. Doctors suggest the man might have inhaled a small bud, which then started to grow inside his body. What's the word for the fear of trees? Dendrophobia. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words.
5: It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond.
4: We have been reminded repeatedly of how important sleep is to our body and our health. Now it's becoming clearer that the amount of sleep you get can directly affect your weight. Shape Magazine reported on a study by the Mayo Clinic that shows how close the link between getting sleep and self-control really is. Researchers found that short-changing slumber by as little as 80 minutes leads people to take in an average of 549 more calories the next day. Even a small amount of sleep deprivation can have enormous effect on your appetite. I know that's true in my own life. When I'm tired, I have reduced self-control and eat more in hopes that it will help me with energy, which is not true, of course. Make it a priority to get the proper amount of sleep. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Visit our Facebook fan page at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond. Baby, I've been thinking about you.
0: Now, back to the only show educating you with the face to face system and opposites attract connection. Here's your host, Dia Six.
1: All right, Joyce. Okay, for all of you that are just tuning in, we have relationship counselor and relationship expert, Joyce Schaefer, joining us today on Healthy Relationship Talk Radio. Well, I'm going to tell you like this, um, Joyce, you know, I had some, um, I had a few people ask me a few questions, okay? And I figured, you know what, I said, you know what, let's go ahead and answer some of these questions. So you ready for some of these questions? You okay. Have- and these were emailed to me. So I said, I'm going to save them for Joyce. Okay. Joys, okay? okay. okay here, we go. <laughs> here, Here's the first one. When a relationship is stagnant, what can someone do to get it back on track?
2: Okay. Well, I always, you know, the way my mind is always working is really wanting to understand what what might be at the emotional root of that. Okay. So rarely problems are just surface problems. Okay. So it's kind of like, yes, I teach communication skills when I'm working with couples, but I don't expect just communication skills to fix a problem. You have to dig around a little bit more in the emotional realm. So, so always kind of keeping that in mind so um, people can withdraw from a relationship and relationships can become stagnant because there's something going on emotionally. So whether it is trust issues or whether it's, um, difficulties with intimacy, you know, it would be, it's hard to know exactly, specifically what might be going on. But I think one of the really coolest things that I do or recommend and I do in my own relationship is to keep things exciting and, um, yeah, interesting is to just have that mindset, to have a positive mindset and to look to your partner with the eyes that see an exciting person that you, you know, you look to the qualities that are exciting. Um, and, and I think you so much of um, healthy and fun relationships can be created through simply making a decision to focus on the positive. Does that make sense? Heck yeah, that makes
1: sense. That makes a lot of sense because, you know, I think that when people are in a relationship and, it, and it's hitting this plateau and it's just, you know, and, 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 you know, it isn't going anywhere, I think it comes and boils down to gratitude, mm-hmm. right? gratitude right. and and when you have when you truly have gratitude and you're really thankful and you really truly understand what's going on, you can't help but to have this mentality of you know what now I want to do this it's like this it's like this quick spurt of energy that shoots up the spine so you can't help but to react to it you know
2: right right okay here's uh, go ahead go ahead, go ahead what you got. Well, well, I was just going to say the other thing, too, is keeping in mind that how thoughts impact emotions. So if you're thinking constantly that my relationship is boring or there's no fun, well, keep in mind that emotions will follow that thought, meaning you will feel that way. You will feel bored. You will feel disconnected, where the the opposite is also true. If you're thinking, I like my relationship. There's some excitement here. It's fun. My partner's great. Then those positive emotions will follow those thoughts, just something to keep in mind.
1: Yeah, I mean, that always happens, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you can't help but, the, you know, that always happens, the energy and all of that. That's why I tell people it's all about your thought, your way of thought. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's another question. You ready? Yep. Do, ooh, this one right here is actually pretty tasty. Okay. <laughs> Do you think it is okay to take a cheater back?
2: Um. Again, so the way my mind works is, there's always issues underlying those surface challenges, right emotional issues, so I think it's it's an individual thing and and for me, if I were to take someone back who cheated, there were a couple things that I would need, really need to know i would under I would need to know what in them was the emotional driver behind the cheating in the first place. So were they looking for external validation? Were they looking to feel loved by someone else? Like what was that emotional driver is one thing. The other thing is, what has my partner done to address that? Because it's like, if that emotional driver hasn't been addressed and really dealt to, I wouldn't be necessarily convinced that the cheating would end. You know, so it's to me, it would be, um, you know, because, again, how my mind's always work works is that what's at the root of it? And you have to understand it and really deal to it before those kinds of patterns, which could potentially be cheating has, you know, can potentially be a pattern in a lot of relationships before those patterns are actually ended.
1: I agree. And and you know what? I did a segment not too long on, you know, should you take a cheater back? And mm-hmm. I tell people all the time, first of all, you got to understand the root. Where did it come from? Mm-hmm. Second of mm-hmm. all, how was the person working on them on themselves? You know, right. because if they're not working on themselves, there's just no way that it's not going to happen again, right?
2: Exactly. Right. So you and I are on the same page there. That's for sure. Yes.
1: Yeah. You have to work on yourself. And a lot of people, you know, you know, they get into this situation or this mentality where, okay, maybe I did something wrong. Or, you know, maybe I wasn't pretty enough. Or, you know, maybe I gained, you know, too much weight. You know, all those things happen, especially when it comes to women. Men, their egos tend to be a little, you know, flattened for that for that, um, you know, in, in that era or in that arena. And I tell people that, you know what, it's not about you. It's all about them. And they are the ones that show their character. That has nothing to do with you. Put your hands up and move on or get back into the relationship. If it happens again, you know, that's not, this isn't a situation where, you know, you should always be, Uh, complaining about because you know who you're dealing with now. Right. Right. So it's like but if they're not if they're not dealing with themselves, you know, how can they how can your relationship even flourish and even get to the same or get to a better uh, 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 loving stance? Right. Right.
2: Okay. So go ahead. Go ahead. Well, and I was going to say too. Just getting back to the qualities of a person, for me, commitment is a very important quality. And when there's trouble in a relationship, say a weight issue or insecurities come up, I always say there's a couple responses that you know their partner can take. They can either be frustrated and think, Oh, I'm, I, you know, I'm going to look elsewhere, or they can say, Okay, how can I support my partner? So for me. A quality partner is someone who's going to really, really, I know it's cliche, but be there through thick and thin, through all the good and the bad. Cheating is certainly an option, but another option is commitment and support and extending that love um, to the person who might be struggling. And and again, of course, dealing with those underlying issues, right? Exactly,
1: exactly. All right, so we're going to go ahead and play a quick game. You ready? Okay. Okay. Now we're going. We have multiple choice. <laughs> we have multiple choice okay. going on. Okay, so we here we go. What's the number one cause for? Oh, you might know this one. I don't even know if I want to ask you this one. <laughs> okay. I don't even know if I want to ask you this one. Okay, here we go. What is the number <laughs> one cause for relationship problems? All right, here we go. A lack of money. B lack of communication. C Infidelity, D, cell phones, and Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, now I forget all the
3: options. Okay, okay. now you go before you go
1: before me. I'll say it again. I'll say it again. Okay, what's the number one cause for relationship problems? One, <laughs> lack of money. Two, lack of communication.
2: Okay, I know I'm my sorry. answer. Okay. So your answer, what's your answer? What is your answer? Well, I would say, I would say communication
1: for sure. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I knew you going to know that one. That's why I said I'm not even going to ask you that one, but that's right. It is a lack of communication, you know. Um, and, and you know what? Speaking of lack of communication, what do you think that some people can do when they're in a relationship and they have, you know, lack of communication? I say that because I tell people all the time, when it's time for you to speak to someone that who you say you care about, whether it's your children, your mother, your sister, whatever, let alone a lover, you know, you want to make sure that you know you're not raising your voice
2: right yes. a lot
1: of people are not even you know they're in the heat of the moment the first thing they want to do is a ah, lot you know launch out and you know you know raise their voice can you think of anything that maybe can help someone that who is trying to communicate
2: Well, okay, the the interesting thing about when someone is raising their voice, usually that says to me that they're not feeling heard or validated. So if you're in a conversation with your partner and they're raising their voice, one of the first things that I would suggest is, okay, explore that. Is it is there something that they're not feeling heard about? Is there not something that they're not uh, feeling validated over? And that would be, you know, one of the main things. The other thing is to keep in mind that emotional deafness -hmm. Creates a lot of problems in relationships. And so there are, you know, something I might do might trigger my partner. And right. where they get, you know, or, or it's more me that gets triggered in my relationship, let's face it. But um, so when I'm triggered emotionally, um, what's going on for me is my emotional, my past and unresolved emotional issues from the past are being triggered. And that kind of renders me useless. So when, right. in, in terms of communication. So one right. of the most important things is to really understand that emotional root issue, Mm-hmm. Really recognize what your triggers are so you can learn how to manage them and then, and, then, and then use those those tips, those communication skills like I statements and validation and paraphrasing and all those sorts of things. But again, it's all, it usually always comes down, down to that unresolved emotional pain that's being triggered that creates the emotional deafness that makes it really difficult for people to communicate. You know what? I agree.
1: And so we're going to answer this one last question. What is one of the most biggest complaints women have about men? Now I went ahead and I saw this and, Mm -hmm. um, this was on, what was this on eHarmony? So when I saw this, I said, you know what, let me go ahead and ask her this. And when I, I don't know if I got this answer right or not, but I'm going to give you the multiple choice. You ready? Okay. A, too much boy, not enough man. B, not having enough money. C, not taking care of the kids or D all of the above because men just need help.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, okay. I, I, I guess I would say number one, um, and and, and as long as I understand what you mean by that. So, um, it it's, it's the maturity, right? If, when you have someone who is emotionally mature, Yes. They can handle any problem so much better than someone who is immature. So yes. emotional maturity was definitely a high on my, you know, man list, if you will, mm-hmm. um, because I know that that person isn't going to lash out an ego, isn't going to have a temper tantrum. They're able to actually understand the problems and are equipped to deal with them. You are absolutely <laughs> right. Girl,
1: you rock. See, this is why I love dealing with other relationship coaches, experts, whatever the case may be, because, you know, when I saw this, I said, well, it has to be a, you know, even though some women say, oh, you know, I mean, you know some of go, he's not taking care of the kids. I mean, some of these problems exist pretty much in a lot of, you know, relationships. Sometimes it's a lack of money. But when it all boils down to it, man, do you guys hear We need mature men. We need mature men, not little boys. We'll be back with Joyce Sheffers in one minute.
0: Stay (laughs) connected with diea 6 for more information on practical tips, proven strategies, and healthy techniques right here on face-to-face healthy relationship talk radio.
5: Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here.
3: notice you buy more groceries when you use a large shopping cart. The shopping cart or trolley, as it was originally called, was invented in 1937 by Sylvan Goldman, owner of two Oklahoma City grocery stores. Back then, shoppers carried their food in wicker baskets. One day, Goldman was observing his customers and realized that as soon as their baskets were full or too heavy on their arm, people stopped shopping. Goldman thought if we could somehow give customers two baskets, we could do considerably more business. What's another word for a resourceful person? A de Goldman put wheels on some folding chairs, attached two baskets to the seat, and let the back of the chair act as a handle so the cart could be pushed with one hand. What do you call anything that can be manipulated with one hand? A -a thumbadoodle. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Word.
4: Baby, I've been thinking about you.
0: Now, back to the only show educating you with the face to face system and opposites attract connection. Here's your host, Dia Six.
1: All right, you guys, thank you for tuning in. As you know, we have the beautiful Joyce Schaefer's with us. And so before we went on break, we did ask, we asked two questions and Joyce got them both right. Okay. And the last one that we asked is what is one of the biggest complaints women have about men? Now, you guys, I, you know, we talked about how we want men to be mature, but I want you to listen to this right here. Because according to um, eHarmony dating issues, I remember that women had complained that they were sick and tired. Tired of having to remind their men to dress like grown men, let alone act like grown men. So most women say that there is a time and place for having fun and being childlike, but they find that most men refuse to grow up for or I guess it was just a very hard pill for for some men to swallow. And most women want a mature or a maturing man with some sense of of direction they also want you to pay attention to what interests them they also want you to understand what they like and what's going on in their lives man hint hint man okay so you guys you guys are the head of the horse lead the woman correctly all right so joyce hmm So I got a letter, I received a letter, all right? And we both can kind of give some information on, you know, this letter or whatever. Are you ready to hear this? Get your pen and paper out. Um, Okay. And we're going to, we're going to, I'm going to read exactly what this young lady, we're going to try to help her out right now. So she goes, dear Daya, I am in love with a 45 year old man. I am 37 years old. I really like him a lot, and when I first met him, I wasn't sure if we were going to make it as far as we did. We have been together for six months now. When he's around me, he's perfect, and I have no complaints. However, I do have some complaints and issues when he isn't around. First issue is when he is gone and tells me he is helping someone or dealing with with his youthful son in particular, especially when he is over his son's mother's house, one time. Oh, oh, here we go. Okay, so let me back up. Let me back up. She says, her youthful son in particular, especially when he's over his son's mother's house. So she has a problem every time he's with his son over his son's mother's house, I guess where he stays. Okay. She says, one time I followed him to the house. <laughs> ah, here we go. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> one time I followed him to the house after he told me he was going to be there. I called him while in the home and he didn't pick up. Okay. You following this Joyce? Right. Yes. Okay. She said, then I called again and I saw him come out of the house as if he was rushing and he answered my call. Huh? Mm-hmm. When he was approaching his car to go home, he picked up the phone. When he answered, he was truthful by telling me he was just leaving and heading home. Second issue is, he doesn't bring his son around, but attends to my children all the time. Why should his son miss out on his time while my sons are enjoying his time? They could all be enjoying him together. Sincerely, should
2: I leave? Oh, well... (laughs) Should I leave? Well, that that that's kind of a big jump from having a couple concerns to should I leave. Um, And and my first reaction would be to say, ask him those questions. So you know, so um, see where he's at with that. The other thing would be, you know, is there insecurities on her part? So following him to a location and calling and doing those sorts of things aren't really necessarily a sign of someone who's feeling secure in a relationship or within themselves. So for me, in working with clients, my focus would be on really understanding if there's insecurities and where they rooted from. And Because sometimes when we have issues in our past, we tend to pull those issues into our current relationships, um, regardless of whether or not you know, he is being unfaithful or isn't trustworthy. So I always encourage, um, you know, clients to put things in proper perspective. Is this your past that's kind of rearing its ugly head here? Or right. is this person truly um, not trustworthy? And again, it goes to looking to the behaviors. If, you know, if if he's lying all the time, or if he's, you know, um, I think I think there's a few things to consider, but those are my first thoughts.
1: You know what? And I have to, you know, I am parallel with you on that, Joyce, because and when I'm when I'm listening to her, it sounds like that she is even though she's, you know, writing this. And, you know, these are her concerns. To me, it seems like there's something else that's really going on to even make her even, you know, like follow him. Like, you know what? what right. You know, if she's if she's not. an let's just let's just take, you know, let's just say hypothetically that she's not an insecure woman. OK, we'll give her the benefit of the doubt. Okay. So if she's not an insecure woman. Why are you following him? So evidently there's something that this man is not giving or something, or maybe he's not being a man of his word somewhere because anytime a woman takes the time out. And I remember, cause this is a woman who says she has kids, right? Mm-hmm. So that means she had her kids were somewhere where she followed him because the majority of the time, When women do think, well, depending on how old her children are too, you know, did she take her children with her when she
2: did this,
1: (laughs) you know? So, you know, those are the things that I'm, you know, I'm taking in consideration. And my whole thing is if she, you know, if she went ahead and followed him to, you know, this other lady's house or this woman's house, you know, what was the reason behind that? What was the Mm -hmm. debris? What, What was her, you know, what was her experience with him to make her even go there? And I look at it like this. Anytime you have to, you know, step out of your character where you have to follow someone, Because you have trust issues and this is not the person for you. We all know that, but then we all kind of go through it a little bit. Why do you think that is, Joyce?
2: Well, for me, I guess I, I, if it, okay, so if I were in that scenario, my first reaction would be to look at myself so mm-hmm. what's going on inside of me that needs you know that's causing me to react in these ways so um, that's kind of where my mind goes aside from yeah looking for behaviors in the person is he lying is he is there a pattern of right. of you know being in places where he's says he is and he isn't and you know but really i think the the root is to me that these really aren't behaviors of someone who's very comfortable with mm-hmm. themselves and secure insecure yeah in the relationship. And that security can come from two places. It can come from my internal state. Am I an insecure person? Um, is there issues from the past that I haven't dealt with or is this person trustworthy? So there's a couple of, um, aspects to it, right?
1: Yes, it is. Exactly. Yes, it is. Now you have, you, you have, you do consultations for couples, right?
2: Yeah, I do. Yeah.
1: Okay. Let's talk about that a little bit. Um, how, how, how would someone get in contact with you?
2: Well, um, so I have an office in St. Albert, Alberta, Canada. And so I work with um, clients in my office, but I also do the Skype and the phone sessions as well. So my website is probably the best landing spot for to reach me. So that's um, just joyce com. Um, I I can spell it. (laughs) J O Y C E hyphen dot com, And there's a a link, an email link there and a phone number as well. And, and someone wants to explore the option of working with me. I offer a free phone conversation or consultation Uh just to make sure we're a good fit for each other. Yeah. Yeah. That's always,
1: that's always good. And how long normally are your counsel, your phone consultations?
2: They're about 30 minutes long. It gives us enough time to get a feel for the problems in the relationship and help me kind of relay my approach and how I might be helping that couple with their particular issues. Yeah.
1: Okay. Now, you know what I got excited about? What? You said that you have um, some free stuff on your page on your website.
2: Right. Right. So yeah. there's. There's one that's kind of fun. It's um, it's a relationship health quiz. So yeah. people can just oh. kind of go there and see, you know, what what level of, you know, is their relationship at emotionally? Are there any kind of unresolved emotional issues kind of rearing at their ugly head? Uh, In the relationship, there's also just a mini ebook. You don't have to put in an email address. You can go grab it. It's it's called uh, the cycle of unresolved emotional pain. So it outlines just briefly the Adigi approach and how that trauma and the unresolved issues, emotional issues formed in the trauma um, is 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 impacting relationships. So that's there. And then there's just other, um, interviews of, you know, me being interviewed by other people like yourself. And just, again, it's another way of people getting to know me and my approach. Yeah. huh. Now how long did it take for you to come up with the Adige approach? Um, two decades. <laughs> I don't know. Like, okay. I mean, it's a process, right? It was a process of evolution. Uh-huh. Um, it's taking everything I've learned and, and just, and 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 using it to end my unhealthy relationship patterns. That didn't happen overnight. It was a process of of understanding it and then developing it with the mindset of um, realizing I was going to be teaching it. So, I mean, it was it, Yeah. Yeah. Basically, a couple of decades in the in the making.
1: <laughs> I got you. But you know what? I think that anyone that comes to your practice will actually be uh, very fulfilled. And you know what? I'm getting ready to tell on you a little bit. Oh, OK. Yeah, I'm getting ready to tell on you a little bit. The reason why I say that uh, most people will probably be very interested in coming to you, listening and also learning from you because you actually have teacher lines which means yeah you have teacher lines in your face. So oh, most people yes. I, oh. Yes ma'am. Oh. Yeah, so it means that you're <laughs> I just you're, called
2: them wrinkles. <laughs> no,
1: no, no, and don't you ever try to alter them because when you alter them you alter your destiny. So, you know, a lot of people try to get rid of their wrinkles whatever, but yes, you have teacher lines. So oh, anyone okay. that comes to you will probably learn a lot of information. Not only learn a lot, but it it would it would be very easy for them to learn from you.
2: Oh, well thank and you. And that's very much. the key.
1: Yes, yes, yes. That's the key. And, you know, my listeners know that I, you know, constantly do face readings and, you know, things like that. But when I saw that, I said, oh, that those teacher lines, those teacher <laughs> lines, you've got to love those teacher lines, you know, but well, I, um,
2: will, I will appreciate them so much more now moving forward.
1: <laughs> as you should, as you should. And you know what? Let me tell you, you, this is something that, um, you know, pretty much you were born to do because if you didn't, you wouldn't have those teacher lines. So you're definitely in your fulfillment in your destiny and life. You know, so you have to give yourself you know a pat on your back, no matter you know, and guess what threes they say threes a charm, it took you three you said three relationships, right
5: yeah, yeah, so
1: really, really, really you know get a a grasp on yourself, but the fact is that you did it, and that is why I love talking and bringing women on the show like you because that is the empowerment that I look for that is the movement that I try to help people with and it's all about creating a a sisterhood sometimes and just letting each sister know that you know what it's okay but you guys this is it we are at the end of our segment uh this is healthy relationship talk radio we have joyce Schaefer's, and i approve this message do you approve this message joyce (laughs) i certainly approve this message. all right that is it (laughs) i love you all till next time
0: Thanks for listening to this week's Face-to-Face Healthy Relationship Talk Radio. Join us next week, same time, same place, as DAEA continues to give practical tools for simple, healthy, face-to-face relationship living. Call in during the Q&A, and don't forget to send in your pictures at www.facingrelationships.com.